This is a medicinal mass network production. Enjoy. The FBI Basement is brought to you by Conspiracy. We're on to you. Conspiracy, a fragrance for men. What's up, Truth Seekers? Welcome once again to the FBI Basement, the show where we watch and review every last episode of the hit 90s television series, The X-Files. Every episode? Yep. (sighs) Even the one where Hulk Hogan and everybody else sees the Ultimate Warrior, but Eric Bischoff doesn't? No, that's Nitro. Oh, wait. Wait, is it the one? Wrong podcast. Wrong podcast. (laughs) Terry Funk told a horse that he would kill it? No, that's that oh. was that's wrestling woman. Oh, take oh, your meds. Shit. All right. I am your master of ceremonies, Todd, the man on fire, the future king of on demand audio. Here comes Shannon, who is my tag team partner. Oh yeah. Marissa, who is uh, our heel manager. She is me and I am her and we are all together. And uh the world's cutest tag team, uh, Vanya and Valentine. Oh, <laughs> get in the fucking ring! Oh, right, come on, let's do this. <laughs> we are today going to be reviewing episode eleven of the first season, and this is called Eve. Yay! Uh, yes. This first aired on December tenth, nineteen ninety three. It was uh, written by Kenneth Biller and Chris Brancato. And was directed by Fred Gerber. I feel like a brancato would be delicious on a cracker. Don't you? Yeah. Yeah. This episode received a Nielsen rating of 6.8, which is a a nice little bump from the previous week. That was like, you know, which means about 6.4 million households watched this episode on its initial air date. Yeah, the few in the privileged Nielsen homes. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Well, I I promise that's not that fun. Uh, Whatever, I'm just saying, you make a group and then you exclude people. Some people are going to feel left out. I feel left out. (laughs) You want to be able to mess with that data, don't you? Oh, It's like, yeah, I'll tell them now that I spent four hours watching the yodeling show. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So uh, we're back to Monster of the Week for this one. Before we get to the recap, though, uh, we have a little bit of information to disseminate. Uh, first, chiefly among us, being The Adventures of Todd and Shannon, which is the other podcast we do on the Medicinal Mass Network. But where could they hear that? Valentine, tell them all about it, man. Head on over to iTunes, rate and subscribe us if you really want to help. Or you can go to the website and then click on the FBI basement and then hit the little Amazon button and sign up for a 30-day free trial of Amazon Prime. It's a really great service. You get free shipping for, like, almost everything on there, like all of your sex toys and whatever you need. (laughs) It's amazing what you can get out there. You can get all the paper towels for cleaning up, the lube, and the sex toys. And then you can, like, check out the ratings on them, too. Yeah, and then you can rate and review those, too. Yeah, you can rate and review us on iTunes and on Amazon, and it's fantastic. We cannot state enough how much that helps us. If we get our, those star ratings, folks, if you don't like us, then then don't rate us. Keep your mouth Go shut. Go away. <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, if you want to know that uh, Shannon writes books. I do. And you can go to www.schuffwrites.com or 
You can use that link, get your Amazon Prime, and take advantage of Amazon's amazing program where you can download books with your Prime account and help us. Oh, man, those are good books, too. And I'm not just saying that because I'm sleeping with you. He's saying it because he's sleeping with me. <laughs> I, I feel like I might be biased a little bit. And that's okay. <laughs> Art stuff that is yeah. done by Marissa. I, I am currently doing commissions. Um, I have a, a Facebook. It's uh, facebook.com slash odd e light art. Autolite art. I'll do pretty much anything graphic art-wise. I'll even do uh, physical props or music and video. Mm-hmm. If you said yep. that from the window <laughs> of a car, you would be arrested. <laughs> what do you want done? I'll do it for you. I work on commission. <laughs> I work on commissions. Oh. Seriously, though, check her stuff out. She does really great art. She did the pixel art for The Adventures of Todd and Shannon. She did uh, some cover art for some of Shannon's books and its upcoming book. Yes. And uh, she does a really good work and really deserves money and, and patronage for her work. So, uh, yay. Patronize me. Uh, yeah. And, uh, she she's drawing a really sweet car- uh, <laughs> portrait of my RP character right now too. Oh, that's fantastic! Now, um, one more thing: uh, those who want to meet Todd and Shannon in person, or maybe buy some of Shannon's books in person, uh, and if you uh, happen to be within striking distance of Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, I have good news: <gasps> we are going to be at the Lecomp Center for Yamacon from December first through the third. Yes. Uh, this year, and uh, we'll be out there. We'll be selling books. I'll have my microphones out. Math Vader, the uh, Slave Leia Naruto character, is going to be <laughs> I there. I love that. <laughs> and it's going to be fantastic. We're going to be, you know, just, I'm going to get me some Pocky. I'm going to get me some Remune. Uh, I'm going to get me some of those high chews that I like so much. I'm hoping that I can uh, find a, another bandmate album. Like, I don't ever buy manga at this place. I'll just, I'll just fill up on Japanese snacks. Uh, we will be there, and we will be the ones who are not Johnny Young Bosch. Oh, right. He's going to be there. Johnny Young Bosch will be there, everybody. So, like, some former Power Rangers and uh, some other people. All right. Then let's move on to the recap. In the, uh, in the incredibly expensive community of Greenwich, Connecticut, a jogging couple find a girl, Tina Simmons, standing alone, and nearby they find her dad sitting dead on a swing set with two incisions in his neck. Quick sidetrack here as a wrestling fan, I need to point out that Greenwich, Connecticut is known as being the place, the the home of of the world wrestling entertainment owner Vince McMahon and his family. I was going to ask, did you think when we started that episode if he was killed by the uh, Green Street, is it Mean Street Posse? The Mean Street Posse, okay. (laughs) No, Shane McMahon did not kill a man. In this episode. So it's actually, that's a pretty straightforward um, uh, teaser. So we launch straight into the wonderful opening theme. That was totally worth the download, I'm sure. <laughs> It gets worse every time. <laughs> hey, that was better because I actually participated. In- <laughs> don't, even, don't even pretend like you made that better. It was all me. <laughs> no, you sucked. <laughs> oh, this is a great episode. <laughs> Please rate and tell us how great it was. <laughs> 
Meanwhile, back in the basement of the FBI, Mulder is reviewing the case with Dana Scully and believing the death is an example of cattle mutilation done on people. Yeah, he pulled that flip on her and she was like all enthusiastic about how much blood this dude lost and all of a sudden he's talking about cattles getting mutilated and she had this look on her face like, how did I know this conversation was going to turn to freaking you know, animal mutilation like that. It feels like they have this conversation on a regular basis. I've got I've got cattle mutilation on my mind constantly. <laughs> it's true. This is, it is a lot. Honey, wake up. What? Cattle mutilation. <laughs> uh, th- cattle mutilation is one of those weird bits when it comes to ufology and conspiracy theory, isn't it? Sort of like, you know, the fuck are these, these, these aliens doing with our cows? <laughs> Doesn't that usually end up being that the farmer's just trying to get, like, it's either like a serial killer practicing, some kid screwing around, or the farmer's actually trying to get attention to a dying farm? What it sometimes often, statistically speaking, is that um, cows sometimes explode. Bullshit. No, I'm not kidding. <laughs> because of the stomachs, what are the, the stomachs will explode. It's like the methane gas will build up and it will explode. Like, how often does a cow explode? Like, I'm scared now. <laughs> I think I've seen that before, where they, where, where, well, they'll actually puncture a hole in the stomach of the cow to let the gas out of a living cow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah this is what happens. So, yeah, that, so like, that, if a cow does not fart enough. Yeah. If a cow has, like, some sort of digestive issue, or they have to, and they don't do the puncture, yeah, a cow will explode. That's what, that's what they have found that cattle mutilation is. Huh. Oh, oh, oh my god. <laughs> Now you learn something. <laughs> the more you know. I knew they had a like a different digestive tract. Cows have three stomachs. Three. I knew something was up. So if gas builds up in one, yeah, that could be a problem. Because of what they feed, that sometimes commercial farms don't have the right thing and a cow basically gets constipated. And when a cow gets constipated, its stomach could explode. That's what happens. That's cattle mutilation. Huh. Welcome to the the world of facts here at the FBI basement. <laughs> the more you know. Yes. <laughs> <Ta-da>! <laughs> oh, cattle mutilation. Can we find that sound effect? Can we find that like <laughs> I hope everyone at home got to see me do the finger thing for like the shooting star. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> They travel to Connecticut to interview Tina. She claims to have seen red lightning when her father died and that men from the clouds had wanted to exsanguinate him. She uses the word exsanguinate. Which should have been like the first major clue. That was, something was up with this girl, right? Because <laughs> that's like, a, that's like you know, unless you're like way up there on the spelling bee circuit, you don't know that word at, that, at her age. That kid is like, what, five, six? Probably a bit older than that. Eight. She's eight. Oh, okay. eight. Thank yeah. you for picking up that detail. <laughs> Thank you. I thought it was important. She didn't look eight. Should be noted, by the way, lots of blood missing, none found on the scene. Okay. Apparently injected with some kind of paralytic. Digitalis. Digitalis, right. <laughs> Digitalis. Digitalis. Ask your doctor about Digitalis. <laughs> Side effects might include death. <laughs> <laughs> just death. It's just a 50-50 shot. Yeah, it'll work or you'll die. Side effects may include slowed heart rate, delusions, and potential death. Women who are pregnant or nursing should not handle foxglove, for it may result in death. 
but most likely herpes. Also herpes. Yeah, that's why you shouldn't handle Mulder. <laughs> no. Afterwards, the agents traveled to Martin County, California, and visit the Reardon residence, the scene of a similar murder. They realized that despite the difference between the killings, they were committed on the exact same day at the exact same moment after, you know, adjusting for jet lag. Meanwhile, back in Connecticut, Tina is kidnapped by a dark-clothed figure. When they arrive to the Reardons, they discover that their daughter, Cindy, is identical to Tina. I mean, this is some Patty Duke shit going on right now. This is some... Parent trap nonsense. This is some parent trap going on right now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I have a question. I'm going to back it up. I made a joke here, and I have it in, like, parentheses in my notes of graphic videos. Mulder has some sort of weird, violent, I think, cowhorn? I don't <laughs> I don't remember cuz it's like we both looked at each other and we were like I think the co- the comment was Scully I have videos of this and then we looked at each other and yelled loudly graphic videos <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what it was a reference to I, I just remember. wanted to bring it up <laughs> but and now uh, I suffice it the... to say Mulder has seen some shit Mulder is into the uh, weird shit Cindy's mother tells the agents that she was conceived via in vitro fertilization at a frater- fertility clinic in San Francisco after a certain amount of well this is confidential and yada 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 oh hip the guy finally lets it, the, the guy finally violates all of the ethics and all the HIPAA violations. You mean Mr. Dr. Stanley? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes. Excelsior. And let Scully look through the, look through the files, uh, where they learned that both the Simmons and the Reardons were treated by a woman named Dr. Sally Kendrick, which the doctor admitted was a complete and total pain in the ass, uh, fired for conducting eugenics experiments with the ova from the clinic's lab, which is super illegal. She didn't care. She was busy. Deep Throat shows up in San Francisco to give Mulder a bit of information and then catch a Warriors game. All right, because he literally just says, I'm here for a Warriors game. Which should be the first red flag, because didn't the Warriors just suck in the 90s or... Uh... Sports ball? What? Or we're play- Yeah, sports we're talking ball? about sports ball again. Oh. Um, I watched a sports ball where they home run a field goal within like the first two downs in like the third inning. Ah, sports ball. (laughs) I think we are talking about with the Golden State Warriors just about the time that, uh, I'm sorry, I had a name and now it's gone. I think that we're talking about a time in Golden State Warriors history just after they moved, which, uh, I'm wrong, um... Nope. No, they did not have a great season. In fact, they actually had a pretty terrible season. They... Okay, that's, that's all we need to know about them at this point. Oh, wait. No, 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 no. That season, they were uh, three games away from making the playoffs. Uh, we are talking about a time after Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, though. Okay. <laughs> it hurts. Why am I the only one who talks sports? It hurts. It hurts really bad. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Deep Throat sort of spills the beans on a eugenics program where they were trying to make super soldiers from genetically modified children. Oh, Litchfield. This is a Cold War great. <laughs> the Cold War is awesome. <clears throat> Each children was identified as either Adam or Eve based on their genders. Deep Throat tells Mulder of a woman connected with the project who is currently kept in a mental hospital. And when I say mental hospital, I'm not talking about, this is like, you know, not an actual mental health facility that you'd find in real life. This thing is something uh, something out of your nightmares. Prison style. And I, I call it now, no silence of the lamb jokes. <laughs> no one is allowed to make one. It's too easy. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's like, you know, uh, shooting uh, fish in a barrel with Thorazine. 
and then napalm and then setting it on fire. The agents traveled to the hospital to meet Eve Six, who I believe was opening for Third Eye Blind at the time. Uh, they were on tour with Marcy Playground. <laughs> I uh, miss e- you. A woman, Eve music. Six, who, tell- who is um, uh, curled up fetal position with a uh, nice canvas self-hug. They did a good job of yellowing her teeth. Do they not even have, like, fluorescent lighting in there? Uh, the statement is they will not turn on the lights because she freaks out. Eve 6 tells them that the clones created in the project had extra chromosomes, which led them to display superhuman intelligence, strength, as well as homicidal psychoses. Which is not how this works. Yeah, extra chromosomes end up with Down syndrome, right? Mm. (laughs) Uh, not necessarily. But... Basically, extra <laughs> mutations on chromosomes do cause terrible, terrible mutations, like fragile X or atoms or mosaic. Or tumors. Or, or, it's almost nothing very cool like super strength. Jeff will argue with you otherwise. The last three clones on the project were Eve 6, 7, and 8, and they were institutionalized after the project was canceled. However, 7 escaped, joined the fertility clinic as Sally Kendrick, and modified the, the ova of the clinic patients to create new Eve clones, and Eve 8, who's also escaped, is still at large. <laughs> what happened to 9? Did did 7, 8, 9? <clears throat> we'll get to that. <laughs> you had to bring it up. Dad joke. Meanwhile, uh, both Tina and Cindy have been kidnapped now by the same woman. Um, uh, they meet at a motel, and Eve Seven tells them that they are now part of the fa- they are part of the family, and they are in fact Eve Nine and Eve Ten. <gasps> she had created the new Eves to improve upon the project's flaws, but only to learn that the girls accelerated development when they murdered their fathers, and she actually wants to- does not want them to be psycho killers. <laughs> Wait, how did how did they murder their their fathers? Like, how did they do that? Foxglove. Um, witchcraft. Foxglove. No, 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 no. Because they're the asking is did the sanguination. Did they drink the blood? Because that seems like the where only did the blood way. go? Yeah, I re- I don't remember. But I think they, if they just uh, knew. If they, they just... drank it, though, that's the perfect way to get rid of it. I don't think it's ever uh, explained. So well, Occam's I, razor. I sort of understand it. Uh, that they po- they drugged their fathers and then murdered them. And drank their blood. Because they weren't really there. And probably drank their blood, yes. Their fathers. This episode was started off really creepy. Like, I like the way that it was uh, edited and, and shot. I, I quite like this episode. It's one of my favorites. But what kind of works here is that the it, it, it sort of flips the fact that Eve 7 is trying to work for the benefit of the girls, not necessarily to their detriment. <laughs> then it turns out, whoops, the girls are pure evil. Bad seeds. Really bad. They are not good. No. He is not the father. The fathers, <gasps> you know, I just thought of that. That is the discussion. Yeah. They weren't our fathers. Of course, the girls then revealed themselves to be dad nasty evil by poisoning Eve Seven's drink with the lethal dose of the fox glove. We cultivated ourselves. Scalder and uh, uh, Mulder and Scully Scalder. arrived at the ho- motel. <laughs> Scalder and Molly. Scalder and Molly. Scalder and Mudley. <laughs> Mumbles and the nun. Uh, they fight crime. Uh... <laughs> When they when Mulder and Scully arri- finally arrive at the motel, tracking down their vehicle, the girls turn on the innocent child routine and say that Eve Seven and Eight were trying to goad them into some kind of mass suicide ritual. We pretended. They take the girls with them to, as they leave the scene. Later on, they're they're driving home and they're driving, and you know one of them is going to have to go into foster care because now both of her parents are dead. When they took <laughs> the girls, they were like. Uh... They were going to send them to the CPS, and, th- and then they're like, uh, no, we'll take them. And the guy's like, whatever, and walks away. Like, didn't sign over <laughs> any papers. 
None of that. Just it's like no, it's else. fine. Go ahead, you guys are right. You're good. You're the FBI. I can trust you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Surely, uh, surely you are not like horrible. Don't just miss the child sometimes. So it's gonna be this long road trip with two girls in the car. So I've got to wonder. It's like you know how that's gonna turn out. Like, I want to listen to Hannah Montana. She wasn't born yet. I don't care. <laughs> Oh, listen to Hannah Montana. I have to pee now. Yeah. They stop at a truck stop to get some sodas and use the bathroom. By the way, that is the cleanest, nicest truck stop I've ever seen. Anyone I know, else? right? <laughs> like, that I've, was been just to tr- nice. I've been to truck stops, and they are places that you know where it's like you know <laughs> where it's like if they don't have the if they don't have the paper seat covers, I use the toilet paper to cut to to, to uh, all around the seat. Yeah. Yeah. What like, you got to do is you got to build up a resistance to toilet seats so you can just go anywhere without having to cover the seat. You know, get a little, get a taste of everything. That yeah, way you can. No. Now you can fund it all up. Nah. <laughs> yeah. like, I'll squat over the toilet. And the girls, hope I don't uh, make one of the mess. girls sneaks out of the bathroom to poison Mulder and Scully's diet drinks. <laughs> Roofied it. Totally. Uh, Mulder manages to catch this before drinking too much of her, his and Scully as well. <laughs> Slaps it out of her hand. Um, uh, Mulder manages to stop it, smacks the drink out of her hand, and Scully calls him a dick, I guess. <laughs> You son of a... It's poison. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's literally the conversation right there. Uh, Or the conversation I would have written. I'm trying to figure out who is less smooth, the child or Mulder. The girls attempt to make a break for it, basically calling out rape when Mulder catches them once and then... Uh, He sneaks up behind them and grabs them like he's a fucking pro at it. (laughs) Mulder has done this before. Yeah, if you're going to abduct some kids, you know. Like, here's the thing. This entire scene gets really creepy because there's that. And then there's the trucker and the lot lizard. Yeah, and the the wife gets out of like, get in the truck, little darlings. (laughs) Like, now here's the question. Is she the wife? Or is she a lot lizard? Right. Like is she a truck stop <laughs> prostitute? Yeah. Yikes. I don't want to get. I don't want to get in that guy's sleeper cab. There is some <laughs> weird shit going on at this truck stop. <laughs> anyway, the girls are apprehended and hauled away to the same mental institution as Eve Six. Why are they keeping these these people together? No, no, no. They, Witchcraft. They, they run away at first, and then Scully comes up and points her gun at him, and he's got a gun too. And then uh, they run away, and she pulls out her badge and shows it in the dude's face, like, "What the fuck, you idiot!" But it doesn't really do anything because she just keeps police. on running. And then, they, I, then they think I, that they they get away on a bus, right? Yeah. But then, did you see where they went? Well, there was a bus. But then Mulder sneaks up behind them again. He's like, "How did you not <laughs> learn the first time, stranger danger?" You know. But they all end up in the same mental hospital <laughs> because first, because apparently, you know, that hospital, th- those cells are good for juveniles too, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, there's there's some issues here. And uh, in walks Eve 8 at the end of the episode, asking, how did you know that I would come? To which the girls reply, we always knew. We just knew. knew. Seriously, though, they locked and- up little girls in solitary confinement. In the same wing, right? As the other psycho. Seems to me you'd want to keep no, these girls normal. separate. But hmm. uh, this was a good one. I liked this one. I did too. Yeah, no, I totally liked this whole episode. It caught my attention, like right from the beginning, with the digitalis. It was pretty. Cre- it, it, man- it managed <laughs> it to get pretty creepy. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> creepy as shit. Well, like at least the first fifteen minutes. At first, I was like, "Why is she holding that little fucking doll?" And she never let go of it. 
And I couldn't, and I was like, maybe the doll did it. But no, the doll didn't do it. No, little <laughs> psycho did. That would have been a way better monster episode, but. Yeah. They never explain exactly how the exsanguination happens. Yeah, I really want to know there, how they, like, how long did it take them holes? to pee that out? Like, <laughs> There are a couple plot holes here. There are, are mentioned, it's like, you know, why does Child Protective Services just let them go <laughs> without any <laughs> forms or papers or anything? Why do they end up, why, do, why, why are children held in the same wing of the psychiatric hospital as the adults are? Why aren't they separating these three? <laughs> and how did they just let the fucking, the other Eve in? Like, how is she not, like, red flagged immediately? Wait, okay, here's the thing. If she looks exactly like the psycho who well, beat the, the security guard. No, no one was apparently sure about exactly what, no one had ever gotten a really good look at her. Okay. Though clearly Mulder and Scully were able to shine their lights right in her faces and she didn't freak out. Oh, we can't turn the lights on, she weirds out. Light. <laughs> So many battles. It's a good episode, though. It is a good episode. I think it's good. Yeah, I'm going to. Uh, and and uh, it was creepy. The uh, first off, I want to give props to the actress uh, Harriet, Harriet Harris, Harris, right, who played Doctor Sally Kendrick, Eve, which and all the Eve seven and Eve six and Eve eight. So I had to play three different roles in that character. And she is uh, also known as Mrs. Buckman from Adam's family values. In other words, she's the woman complaining about her son's inability to act in Gary's dream. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, Erica Crevens and Sabrina Crevens as Eve ten, nine and Eve 10. The anti Olsons. They're like the Olsen twins from hell. Yeah. I love them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, by the way, a little bit of trivia. Eve Six, the band, did in fact take their name from this episode. <laughs> really? What? Yes. Yeah. For real? Uh, apparently the drummer really liked that speech that uh, Eve Six gives about biting the security guy in the eye. Nice. Yeah. That's, that's really? actually yes like that's that's why i actually liked eve six for a hot minute fun that's fact awesome. of the day for our v listeners again you know uh yeah this is certainly a the more bit. you know episode yeah because we learned about the methane gas and cows exploding and then now eve what, what six I, what i don't know is any other song from eve six apart from uh, apart from rendezvous okay one it, or inside out it's called inside out yeah. one it's inside out and two here's to the night yeah which I, I always thought was a Three Doors Down song, oh, but then yeah. I looked it up and it's uh, not. I've never, I, I can't say I've ever listened to an Eve Six deep cut. You got to listen to that whole <laughs> album that uh, that song is on, not uh, the first uh, one. Their debut album's really good. Yeah, the red, white, and black yeah. one. No, you have heard a deep cut because it's on my open road playlist. I don't know what's. <laughs> yeah, no, you're the one who sat there and you were like, oh, now I get it. Certainly go all Spotify, right. iTunes, I'll, I'll, go listen I'll to it. iTunes it later, and but all I know is that semi charmed life is a modern classic. <laughs> Get out. Yeah, in fact, I think that I think that that in fact I I I seem to remember that Eve Six was in fact touring with Third Eye Blind at some point in the nineties. Uh, if by nineties you mean last summer. <laughs> They're still doing okay. That. No, 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 no. For the fun, like the fourth fun fact of this episode, uh, Everclear, Marcy Playground, which is why I know this, Third Eye Blind, uh, and uh, Eve Six all went on tour called the Summer Sounds Nostalgia Tour. <laughs> and so it's like the, the monsters of 90s rock radio, <laughs> yeah, 90s alter adult alternative rock, yeah, okay. Um, 
I wanted to wear my Jinkos. I thought this episode had a real Twilight Zone feel to it, too. Just because of the creepiness of it and the general eeriness of what well, was going and, on. Uh, one, of the, one of the girls was uh, Tina. And I'm talking Tina and I will murder you. Sorry. I, uh, I watched a lot of episodes of the Twilight Zone. A lot. I like how quickly so. the uh, the red lightning thing and is definitely not aliens. Yeah, and the cattle. Yeah, the cattle mutilation thing fell up, fell by the wayside like really quick. That was a red herring that got tossed aside. Boom. Yeah. As soon as we were, as soon as we were dealing with the identical daughters here, then we're. It, it's like it's sort of like it, it. It the weird just sort of coalesces. It goes deeper and deeper. It's so weird like though. That it was still a good episode, no matter how many things I look at don't make sense with this episode. It's still okay. I'm gonna say some good acting. Uh, I and I think that's the thing is that I think that Harriet Harris and the girls who play the twins really carry this. Like that is some great acting there all around. So um, uh, I'm going to give this one uh, four out of five genetically modified ovum. Shannon? I'm going to give this a solid freshman album and then one hit and then we'll never hear from them again. Okay. (laughs) Marissa? I would uh, give this 10 creepy drawings out of 10 on a padded cell wall. Oh, those drawings are so great. I forgot about those drawings. (laughs) Those are the kind of drawings that when you finally get locked up, I'm going to expect to see on there, Marissa. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) They finally get you in this. You know know how she's going to greet you, though, right? Robin Redbreast in a cage. (laughs) Puts all of heaven in a rage. (laughs) And uh, Valentine, what do you got? I give this uh, four identical children of the corn. (sighs) It's (laughs) okay. And Vanya. Uh, let's go with uh, four sets of Olsen twins in Full House and like the three-year-old ones, the cute ones. Oh, they you were know? so cute. And yeah. then they grew up. And then they grew up. Before they became not identical. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, so this was a good one. Um, uh, we're all pretty much in agreement on that one. Uh <sighs> Sort of one of the highlights of season one, I think. Yeah, we're not going to have many of them. You have such a pessimistic attitude. Well, do you want me to tell you what we have coming next time? Go ahead and tell me what you have coming on next time. Uh, well, this one will go out to the one he loves. This one goes out to the one he left behind. Can we possibly have a teaser that doesn't involve college rock? <laughs> okay, well, join us next time in which Mulder and Scully fight uh, Mulder's fear of fire, the many loves of his life, and Crowley. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's this, Crowley, everybody. <laughs> this has been the FBI basement. I'm Todd. She's Shannon. No. Marissa, Vanya, and Valentine have been along for this ride, and we all thank you for listening. Please remember to rate our podcast and review it on iTunes or wherever you get it. Please remember to check out medicinalmass.com to check out our other podcasts. Please remember to come see us at Yamacon in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee this year. And please keep watching the skies. The truth is out there. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for more from our other shows on the Medicinal Mass Network. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Hello, truth seekers. And welcome to another episode of the FBI Basement. I'm not even holding my fucking microphone.
At least you figured it Fucking out. Fucking shit sucks, man. I nailed that one. I almost <laughs> said something. <laughs> I I just sat here and I'm like, maybe I should say something. No, he'll figure it out. Surely he'll figure it out before. Oh my god, he's halfway through the intro. <laughs> Whoops. I dropped the ball on that one. <sighs> oh, cattle mutilation. Oh, yeah.